and Mayor Rotherham Ambassador Queenie Core to just allow me to, as many Irish did before in the previous century, say a few words in Irish. On chance at our gum couple, Fakalaro, Akas again to Gomor, Lishan made a touch, Roger Egan Mayor. And dear friends and Member of Parliament, Ambassador, Mayor, I just want to say what a great pleasure it is to be here and to thank you uh, for the very warm welcome. I will be making amendments now to the speech that I had prepared uh, because I have want to so strongly agree with what the Mayor has, has just said. But let me just say straight away, Mayor Rotherham, you and your colleagues in the city region, I want to thank you uh, for being with us and sharing in this discussion on the business links between uh, this region and Ireland. Uh, the powerhouse region, the northern powerhouse, uh, is a very significant region. I think taken together, uh, its value, it would place it maybe in the top dozen big economies in global terms. Uh, you made reference to my writing previously about regionalism. It was while I was at Manchester University, coming and going between 1968 and 1971. I remember in 1972 being commissioned by Technology Ireland to write three articles on the case for regionalism. And it, in fact, is very interesting uh, because... It became popular uh, as a subject within economic thinking and thought. There was a British Regional Studies Association. There wasn't an Irish one, but there were two honorary members, Professor Michael Bannon and myself, would come from Ireland to attend those meetings. But my first, I always want to pay tribute to them, seven eminent professors were commissioned by Barbara Castle uh, to produce a document towards a policy for the regions that I was very, very very, very moved by because it was already showing the population imbalances in Britain and the consequences. But we took it, some of us, very more seriously, it was Professor Peter Drudy in in Trinity College, taught regional policy. Then Michael Bannon was talking about the geographic side of it. And then over on the, the west side, Professor Michael Cotty was looking at the agricultural side of it. But let me say immediately that I dre- I, we spoke earlier about one of the great difficulties you have about bringing a new concept into existence, a new structure of decision-making that would in fact achieve results, is that it has to happen while something has to be given away uh, by other bodies and so forth, which is extremely difficult. I might say in the... Now that I have feel assured by what you've been saying, I've always thought that the county system in Ireland uh, was something that was not remarkably suitable at all for Ireland, given the small size of the country. But we had regions that weren't effective regions, different regions for tourism, health, the regions for planning and so forth. So people like Professor Drudy and myself one time prepared these articles on what effective regionalism would be. And it was about the ability to conduct the research to find out what the strengths of a region were, both in terms of its resources, particularly its human resources, including skill audits and so forth. And then 
putting it together in relation to alternative policy options, then securing budgets, and then offering transparency, and being able to have fast mechanisms for assessing outcomes. And all of that was, as I said, about in the 1970s. And then, at a period in the European Union, regional policy flourished for a while. And it is my absolute conviction that it has to come again, because not just here in the region between Ireland and the United Kingdom, but in so many other places, in Spain and France, North and Southern Italy and whatever, effective regionalism is a great deal to offer. I'm encouraged to say about this as well, because I'm in what I believe to be a very powerful, just listening to what my Rotherham has just said about, for example, the technological infrastructure which is going to be available here. That's such a very, very great advantage. But you also have another powerful advantage, and that is the difficulty about bringing an abstract region into existence is how would you ever say you're from here? But it's very easy for people to say they're from the greater Liverpool region because it already exists in the consciousness of people because of the port and the Mersey and the whole state. That is a great, a, a great, great advantage. But I, I think... It, Two, what is going to be very, very important is that advances in technology have made regionalism more possible now than it was in the 70s and 80s because you can really use the technology to do the internal regional interactions but also the inter-regional reactions. That is important. And going back to what I have to say is that irrespective of the political outcomes of what is being discussed now, this will be very important for us uh, in, in Ireland, very important for you. And I want to say that as president, I would very, very strongly encourage these inter-regional reactions and how important they can be. And you will find afterwards that, in a way, that is which is above will adjust itself to the irrefutable fact that in the end of the day, the peopled economy is the important economy. Uh, you cannot, in fact, have a, an economy that combined, takes on ecological responsibilities. The responsibility of sustainability it is to be endle- endlessly assessed and described in terms of indicators over which you have no control. When I look right across the debates I have spoken in the last seven years as President of Ireland, in the presence of a number of heads of states in Europe and European parliamentarians, the disconnected economy damages social cohesion. The disconnected economy, the abstracted economy, is something that will do nothing for having a conversation that is vital with the European street or the Irish street or the Birmingham street or the Liverpool street. And that's why mind work, as I keep stressing, is is so greatly important. And it's a pleasure to be here in Liverpool. When I came first in 2012, I spoke about the historic connection uh, between Ireland and Liverpool. The stable population of Liverpool at a certain period in the 19th century, about 1841, was about 51,000 Irish. But that 51,000 Irish uh, in 1841 is that in 1845, 250 Irish people uh, 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 arrived in Liverpool. The following year, 380,000. And then in nine days, 173,000 came as a result of the famine. Now, they had particular experiences in Liverpool. Many were saying Irish, they were known as Garbad people. That is, that they were two boat people. Some of them had hoped to take the second boat to North America. 
and about 30% would do that. But Liverpool has always been there in the Irish consciousness, and it is there today, and that's one of the reasons I'm here, and it will be there, I assure you, uh, in the future. I thought that at that particular time, it is the people of Liverpool. You can't, I, when we talk about something like regionalism, the one thing you can't do is invent it on paper. Uh, it is, in fact, very much in the way that people look at the world of work. The way that people speak to each other, their sense of place, how they resonate with each other. Resonance is a very, very important one. These with which, for example, May Rotherham speaks about that club, which at the moment is three points clear in the league, but of course there's Everton as well, and there's all the other Seamus Coleman. But it is very, very interesting. It would be easy to be able to say for the business sector in many cases, it would be easy, more than a person would shout for their club, it will be easy economically, I believe, in the future, if we get things right, to be able to shout for the Liverpool region. And I think that I'm so pleased that Irish company, the IDA Enterprise Ireland, and their companies that they represent, because I think they know too, when you look at what these companies are doing, they are part of the future of the green economy with new products. They are offering the kind of logistics which can give you the texture between companies that are necessary for effective regionalism. I think there's, I have said before, and I'll guess and I don't repeat it here, how proud we are of the different Irish people. I've spoken about, if you like, those who came in under very difficult circumstances. But of course there are those who came and who made very, very distinguished contributions, including Liverpool's first mayor, Richard Sadler, and then of course we continue to claim three of the Beatles and and, and, and on we go but of course then too something that was very important Liverpool, the port of Liverpool I remember looking at this for a very very long time and I I say it's so strongly important how the, the economic activity associated with that is going to be power if you look at our globe at the present time and you look at the Chinese product, the Chinese presence in relation to shipping and in relation to the movements and so forth, and you look at how where it is moving now and so on, it's in all of our interest to do things together. And that's why whatever political outcomes there are, they shouldn't interfere for a second in relation to the things that we must do together. I believe that the people economy I speak about, I without I make don't want to make it a bit confusing, is that I draw a distinction between the productive economy and the speculative economy. And many of the difficulties on our planet at the present time are precisely because of the increasing gap between speculative flows of capital and productive capital. And that's just a fact. It is the economics, the new economy, the younger economy will catch up sometime soon with what is in fact a very important reality. We have responsibilities about the planet, responsibilities about sustainability, responsibility about a kind of development that will be inclusive, as the mayor has mentioned, responsibility equally about being able to have stable communities living in cohesion and without a run entirely on the cities. For every time the mayor's point about it, the shift in balances, at that time in the 70s what I wrote about was how the depletion of population from areas that had services towards cities that didn't have services were part two sides of the same coin. Urban diseconomies came from regional disparities. That's why the good thinking is in, in that area. I think as well that we have now there, I think there are 22 flights a day back and forth 
between Dublin and, and Liverpool. I think that's a wonderful connection and made those connections uh, uh, deepen. I think uh, uh, as well that there's other sides to it. It, it, uh, regions are said that they don't exist on paper only it can be it's useful that you write about it but it comes organically uh, from putting things together no more than for example those people who are involved in the business sector represented here one of the most important things in business relationships is trust and what is built up over a period, what is built up between, between Ireland uh, and the United Kingdom is not something that we, 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 need to, we should ever let go. And I think, true, there's a, downs, there's a wonderful downstream set of benefits from what's already happening. The cities of Ireland, our capital, Dublin City, we're facing a housing problem. And the mayor has mentioned about how much we can gain uh, from looking at strategic, in, uh, looking at, for example, if you talk, he mentions uh, uh, London and he mentions Birmingham and Liverpool. But really, what you'd think about is the local state, what it can do, and within a, a good regional planning both in relationship to employment and skills and housing and culture and good planning. I argued for a long time, more recently the new contribution I've been trying to make in my speeches in Europe has been to say, whereas people use the concept of subsidiarity in the days of the Union, that which you must keep back from European interference. I said, what if we had turned it around the other way, in which you said what we will share are our particularities, that regions differ in terms of demography, they differ in terms of culture, language and so forth. You have to be able to touch the economy, you have to be able to feel the benefits of the economy, and you have to be able to be part of the society. We wouldn't be in the difficulties we're in now, all over Europe, if in fact we had been thinking like that. We've paid a heavy price for abstracted versions, if you like, of the connection between economy, ecology and ethics, and also for the notion that you can in fact adjust a people's welfare to the idea of a global financialized economy that is in fact tested by abstract measures that have really no empirical validity. Those of us who were trained, I came from a poor background to study uh, the social sciences, and I know the value of empiricism. You actually should be dealing with what is real, not what is in fact abstracted. And there are business people in this room here, and I hope, I want to wish you success in all the partnerships that you'll have in this region. And I hope that what goes on in the region in relation to all the other dimensions I mentioned, that you will share it with other regions, wherever they may be. And in that way, we'll be able uh, to include issues of welfare uh, uh, of, of people. I think that Pat Breen, I'm so delighted representing Irish government today, has spoken to you about how anxious the agencies are and how supportive he and the Irish government will be uh, to uh, Irish companies who are moving into this new space. He is also quite rightly stressed. The fact is that we're not, in fact, inventing uh, uh, the, the plough here in many cases. There are, in fact, 100,000 and jobs at each side of the Irish Sea. Uh, these aren't abstract things. These are jobs. And in the same way uh, as well, I should say to you that <coughs> the flows are already there to be harnessed. Uh, in, in, in Ireland at the present time, if you take the age core between 18 and 25, it is the largest number of graduates, and uh, the largest proportion of people graduating in, in the whole of Europe. 
if you take it, the number of people who are going on postgraduate to postgraduates, it's the largest in Europe. And 30% of those are working in the United Kingdom uh, economy. We, I think we must build on, on all of this, because what we're going to have to see, you know, when I speak in 2012 here about the history of the Irish coming through the port of Liverpool in dire circumstances, people are coming now with highly qualified, but more importantly too as well, what we have is a circular migration. You'll have people coming from one economy to another. You'll have people coming from one system. And that is all that is all all to our benefit. I so want to wish, I'm so pleased that Enterprise Ireland and the idea indeed tourism Ireland are working to introduce their clients uh, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to your region. And it's fascinating again about, as I said, the people, the economy, the reinvention of the concept of tourism, sustainable tourism, the encouragement of a tourism that will last over a long period of time is growing. And in fact, Irish numbers in relation to, let us say, the wild Atlantic Way or the Causeway Coast, they've all been of a better type of tourism, more sustainable. And I think that we look forward very much more in the same way as I look forward to Irish people coming and discover uh, the different parts um, uh, of Britain. I think that my, myself, uh, I know and have felt the texture of the difference in the different communities. Uh, uh, this half my family uh, live in Shaw and Oldham and Manchester. And they, have been, they came here at the age of 19, my sisters came to say, in many cases, to work for British Rail. But <clears throat> it's a privilege for me to have met His Royal Highness this morning and to have a joint patronage with him in the Institute of Irish Study in Liverpool. But really, I want to say thank you for this lunch as well because it, and for giving me the opportunity unscripted of speaking in extenso about what I believe to be the future kind of economy that can offer us and our families and future generations a version of the economy and a version of life together that can be done with sustainability and inclusion. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, well, 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 these plates have been cleared and...